Grand Rising, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time it is you're joining this podcast, I'd like to say welcome. This is Thoughts of a Black Girl. Okay, there's a lot going on. You know, um, I don't even know what to grace right now, um, but I have been behind on the times. I have actually been in a type of hermit mode. I've kind of been you know, introspecting, trying to get, you know, my business organized and things that I want to do. And then if it, and for me, if it becomes, if something becomes too much or I feel like it's burdensome, which I shouldn't have that outlook, I should be feeling more having the outlook of like, this work isn't burdensome. There's payoffs at it. There's things that are coming, you know, and it's, but it's just not as easy as it looks running businesses and trying to, when you're a small business, you are having to um, be the, you know, either hire out, right, outsource, or be the one taking care of everything. To be the one taking care of everything, you definitely need a set organization, some, some like, structure because if you feel like you're all over the place and or you know then the business isn't ran as productively as it could because all the hours are not being utilized at particular times and as a business owner I'm finding that out especially as 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 ambitious as I feel like I am to start project after project after project the key to starting all of these projects is being able to execute them and have these projects actually coming to fruition or actually going forth and completing them in other words so that is something that I am definitely working on but I do want to um, say something about the current news yes the verdict is in guilty I did not watch all the all of the trial just to add to you I know um George Floyd's family is, you know, rejoicing and I don't want to say nothing against anything other than to me, I feel like from what I did see, I just believe that he's going to be in some type of protective custody, living in some nice house that what he's lost and what he's given up is probably his freedom like freedom like we've all been locked down anyway right so it's gonna be like they prepared him you know prepares all for the lock you know what a lockdown would feel like like you can't go you gotta so basically a lifelong quarantine that he sub- has subjected himself to but at the same time he's not gonna want for nothing I mean like anybody really in, in any type of jail you get taken care of but because of his, you know, high profile case, they're not going to put him in regular population to really deal with scrutiny of, you know, he was a police officer and he did do. I'm just I'm just keeping, you know, open minds like I'm just telling you all like that's what I got from it. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I could I could see. I can see. <laughs> That's all I can say, you know, stay woke, not just the saying. (laughs) But I'm glad that, you know, no riots were started. Money did not, you know, there wasn't any type of 
you know, and, and they did it on 420. What? What? Okay. <laughs> they wanted the whole world to be calm. For real. <laughs> so, um, regardless of the outcome, <laughs> really. And, uh, so, yeah, so that's what I, that's all that I got to say about that. Um, it's interesting. It it can, it's very interesting how this world is and the things that we do each and every day, um, to get by. I don't know why I went there, but I did. So... I also wanted to talk about black manufacturers. What I'm trying to figure out with the small businesses. So today is basically, I'm going off, I'm talking about business. Um, I am behind on, I was behind on times. I just actually watched Good Hair. This is a over, it's a 12 year old movie. Get you, mind you this, it's a 12 year old 12 year old movie and now that I'm doing the trend I'm actually thinking financially like this 12 year trend that took place over the last um with hair I believe good hair came out this is this is why sometimes it pays to know it pays to definitely know um, good hair came out about 12 years ago. I just watched it a couple days ago. When I watched it, I literally was inspired to go natural. I was literally, I mean, I'm already natural. I already knew not to put chemicals in my hair, but what I didn't realize was the fact that I love wearing other people's hair. Now I never, like, I'm not the synthetic, synthetic hair where you know nothing's wrong with weave I, like you do put on different personalities i mean literally people <laughs> literally but um you wear you wear other people's hair right and you don't know and i'm i know this is like old news everybody knows this but you don't know you know if it was stolen from that person or what and i've been told over the last decade to watch good hair uh, probably about three to four times and uh this last time I was told it hit different and so I was like I'm about to I'm gonna go ahead and watch it and so I watched it and um yeah it was some it was something it was very I I was awakened to the fact that we have, uh, there's things that we can adopt, you know, get adopted with being programming, right? I, and I'm not saying, I never said that I wasn't part of the programming. I, I know that I was trying to break out of it and deprogram myself through years of, of, you know, uh, media and all, and movies and things like that. So, um, looking back on everything, I realized that, you know, there's areas that I'm 
that I might be programmed in still that I have to learn to break free from. And watching things like documentaries will help you do that. Uh, Real life documentaries, whether it's about animals, whether it's about, you know, um, religion, whether it's about people's lives, um, the culture, different things like that definitely pays to be attentive um, to that. And if you want to go to the quantum theories I, I mean that that goes next level I am so like I'm intrigued by those things um so you definitely want to expand your mind as far as getting knowledge because knowledge is power okay um that's one thing like it's powerful it's it will take you to the next level knowledge is power and so I believe that with that Anyway, the last 12 years, I can definitely see how natural hair products and black-owned businesses and black manufacturers have started to come out because when I watched it, I was inspired just a few days ago to put more money back into black manufacturers. I know sometimes that it's expensive. It can be very expensive. Like, it's very hard. Like, you have to be down for the cause because I have some small business black manufacturers, right, that will produce a product, but it's expensive to go through them because they're trying to make a dollar. They're trying to make money off of their their products as well. So not only do you have to buy everything individually, if you're using, if you're buying each of these individual products, then it can be, it may not serve you as cost efficient. So if I'm buying, so it's, it's kind of just difficult not to put in, or it seems like it's more difficult not to go ahead and go online, put in the order to some someone who's getting paid 10 cents per, per dollar, right, per hour to make or manufacture something for you, and you get to pay a smaller amount, like the... For instance, for me, what I found like these manufacturers overseas, I can buy a product for twelve dollars with my with my I can manufacture a whole product for twelve dollars per unit, okay? If I do go through a black manufacturer, local black manufacturer, that cost just doubles. So I can pay twelve dollars for the manufacturing or I can pay $24 per unit for the manufacturing. And if I do that, I'm helping the black business, right? The money's going back into the com- community. The money's going back into that person. The money's going back into that business. Or I can go through some random manufacturer that's like more uh, corporate and pay less. Of course, as a business owner, I want to go pay less. And so I'm choosing to go to these manufacturers online. But then the work, the individuality that I get from local custom manufacturers is next to none. So what that dilemma, what makes it cost efficient to buy the warehouse, to, to fund the people to work for your manufacturer? And y'all can do it right then and there just to have the presses and have basically have the whole print shop or whatever your your um, whatever you're trying to do, trying to just have it all on your own. That 
overhead cost gets pretty expensive if you're not shipping out bundles and bundles and bundles and people right nowadays it's like it's so simple to just get the manufacturer from you know china or um taiwan or you know any of these places instead of just i don't know like i'm trying to figure out how we can get the money back that we spend and i know there are black um hair products now and so at the time that chris rock did his thing over uh, about 12 years ago when he did the documentary since then people have been inspired to black manufacture their own hair products their makeup like small businesses um but at the same time the pandemic also helped in that if you're online then you're going to thrive. If you're not online and you're doing business locally, you're going to um, experience business downturn, possibly, unless you're food, because people always got to eat, unless you're healthcare, because there's an entire pandemic, right? So you have to be able to go... Um, and make the most of your money or your product and your brand, which right now online, online stores, online shops, Shopify right now, uh, things like that, their stock is was trending. I know that it may still be trending. So there's a lot of things going on uh, as that on that realm. But I also just see the trend on the on the whole entire hair market so because I did not watch good hair I was still probably pumping a lot of uh money into a lot of these companies and I started ahead of the curve at first because of the entertainment industry I used to be in I always knew about different types of hair lashes makeup show business type things as far as what's trending and and things that I need to learn to do and um so what I'm finding now is people took heed and they did what they needed to do individually to you know make a lot of the natural hair products people stopped buying a lot of weave and then um over the last when that documentary came out I also see how I see I had no idea this was what back then you just get the hair right well in the last six years like I used to be one that was like and I'm going to do this podcast again with gentlemen and ladies and girls. You know, we're all going to come to the table and talk about things like this um, in a video where because these topics can be trendy as far, especially when it comes to I definitely seen the trend of hair. And you could also respond to T-O-A-B-G-I-N-C at gmail.com if you or even right here on this podcast platform, if you want to um, add comments or ask questions but I definitely see in the hair industry how back 
back in the day when you get weaved, you just get weaved. You know that it's human or you know that it's you know that it's human or you know that it's uh synthetic, right? And so that's as far as you know. And then you know that we got to the point where you knew it was Remy hair, Remy Indian hair, and that was it, right? And then sometime after the documentary came out and they realized there's different you know there was always brazilian malaysian polynesian all these different exotic countries right and what that's telling you like first of all it's telling people that you want to look like something you're not or you want to portray whatever they're showing you on the media whatever if it whether it's pocahontas whether it's uh mary beth ann who or shaquita or please if you have these names do not um take offense i'm just randomly saying names right but um but I'm just using these names as an example of like things, stereotypes and different programming that comes forth where people are not uh, content or they're not happy with themselves or they're trying to look better or enhance. The- I look at makeup, beauty and hair like enhancing, enhancing my beauty I'm beautiful. I know I'm beautiful, right? And then I get tested and they're like, okay, you're beautiful, but do you like, uh, can you go a day without makeup? How beautiful do you really feel you are? Can you go, can you go into the city with your hair, um, your hair not done? I believe I'm going to, when people, I may look fierce sometimes and when people approach me or I approach someone, they they know the spirit and the spirit knows the spirit. And I just feel like my aura and the presence I bring sh- should bring like happiness and joy. And then, you know, you get haters, but it's all good. You, you got to have those fans, too. But still, still, what I'm what I'm trying to say is I've seen the trends and now that it we're in the where we are in the economy if you're not if you're investing money in hair weave by just buying it you're doing yourself an injustice i did myself an injustice by not watching that documentary years ago um hearing little things about it but not actually watching it right and what would get me is every time I would get my hair done, uh, like a weave or something, I would always get, why do you put weave in your hair when your hair is so beautiful? Why do you, if your hair is so long or why? So the whole stigma around weave is if you got weave in your hair you must not have good hair or good long hair or you know like for for someone like me the reason I have weave in my hair is because it gives me like a boost 
I already like I like it. I like the change up. I like giving my real hair a break in life, right? <laughs> like, okay, you need to just, you know, go undercover a while, right? And yeah, so I like it. I I don't have nothing no like I don't wear it because I need it. I wear it because it's really, you know, makes me feel like it's like someone's addiction or whatever so it just for me I put it on and it just makes me feel next level but it's okay like but certain places calls for those type of occasions if you want but what I'm actually trying to do and because I'm in a small town and I am trying to be part of the community and I'm trying to get people to um embrace me I don't want and not trying to really embrace me but just calming down trying to be a commoner right like and humbling myself so humbling myself and making sure that if you use your money wisely especially watching after watching good hair if you do not have like alopecia or if you're going through some you know uh unfortunate hair loss due to, um, uh, you know, chemotherapy or think different things like that. Some people will, should, and have these opportunities that the lace front was made for those type of patients. So in essence, like anything of us humans, something is brought to us along with not really having any hair loss, just wearing it just to be if I wear short weaves, then I could just cut cut my own hair short. So, and since my hair is shoulder length, I wear weave that's like past my bottom because anything in between my shoulders and my mid back, my own hair can do. So I do the dramatic because I know if my hair got back t- to the middle of my back. Um, then I, then I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't let it grow past my tail so without cutting it. So wearing the long hair, wearing weave, you could have it in for a week, take it out, you know, and, and have a whole nother style having, you know, or just that. I like the versatility of being changing up into looking like every woman because I just be feeling like every woman. So, if you are that type of weave wearer, embrace the weave, girls. But if you, you know, um, but I financially would say invest, if that's not you, just really invest your money. If you don't have savings, if you don't have a house, if you don't have, you know, um, assets, then spending your money on things like, wearing someone else's hair is really the least of your problems, least of your concerns, least of your responsibilities, right? Really like having the money to invest in hair. If you want to sell the hair, I can see that because then you could take part of your profit margin, put money back into it, and then dip and dab in it. You know, that's the, I mean... Although the saying applies in the streets as it does in business, if you, excuse me, if you know anything about the streets, you know that you should never get into your own supply. (laughs) So 
this is not only a street i don't even know if it's it's just a business term so you can take it to the streets if you want to but in business don't ever do it and so if you want to maximize your profit that's what i would say don't do it at all but if you don't want if you want to balance it out and you do it you know so that you're not putting money into it but you're breaking even so it's not really a cost but it is somewhat of a cost but it's not costing you cash right because you're breaking even so if you want to invest and set get something from your investment and then use that money to do you know as far as like you buy hair you get it on a discount you buy bulk you sell hair you get your profit and then some of the profit you use and you wear the hair that could be cost efficient especially if you use your own hair as the modeling product like um i've done that i've been able to master that with lashes and um i've actually sold out (laughs) and so I really like doing business that way. That way you don't really have a cost loss, but a break even. Um, What else? So there are other things that I want to talk about. And it really... it's really on school and education and I w- I'm actually going to have some young people on probably next week I'm going to go ahead and record some um talking I was talking to the girls and uh their guy friend over the last weekend and they brought they brought up good points and then sometimes now that I'm realizing and I get on my my son for not really being as motivated to go to school and really questioning it, the time frame of school in general, just question school in its entirety. And I push education. And but when I'm talking to these kids or these young adults, um, pre uh, teens, not preteens, actual teens, they're, they're all 17, 18 years old. And um, what I'm realizing by the conversation, of course, they're not getting anything out of school. But one of their fr- her friends, uh, one of my daughter's friends brought up a good point, And he mentioned, well, you do get the experience. And that is one thing, the experience of, you know, taking on society, you get the experience of what's hot, what's what's so called not right, you get the experience of um, well, you also learn structure in another way. Um, if you don't have it at home, you definitely uh, tend to learn it at school. You can definitely tell the ones who don't have it at home because of how they act in school a lot of times. And um, But outside of structure, learning structure, I, I can't get past the fact that it really teaches you how to uh, abide by rules and work, you know, for work on something you may not feel like doing, but for something, and it teaches you some, you know, to basically the program of whatever you're supposed to learn. Like everybody gets taught if they go to a particular school, a public school, to be exact, will get taught the same thing. It may tweak throughout the years, like all this new history that's being made right now that this is going to go down in the history books for the future. But otherwise, there are 
um, things that we learn, things that we are constantly being programmed to think and do. And there's some few that just be like, this is not for me. So I'm going to tell you my story real quick and about that with education. And then tell you how, what type of mother I am as far as when I'm trying to embrace how important school is to the kids. So when I was in school, always, you know, was always on a roll. I love school. And then when I um, became, got set 16, about 16 years old, I moved out of my mom's house, moved in my own place. And if you're interested in knowing a lot about that story, my Thought, uh, Thoughts of Black Girl, I will be promoting Thoughts of um, my books, Victoria's Testimony, on Thoughts of Black Girl, on all my platforms. So you will hear when the book is available on all um, Amazon, Nobles, Barnes & Nobles. You can get a personal signed copy from me. This is all going to come be coming to pass in the next couple of months so stay tuned but I'm gonna tell a snippet of that is where I I don't know if I per name it per se in the book but I was my thought process when I was younger was why do I need to go to school right I I made good grades I was living on my own at the time and they probably didn't even know it at school but it was hard to balance education with trying to work and live on your own and pay bills. Like, it's like, at that point, I really was like, I might not be able to do this school thing, you know, <laughs> because I got, you know, real life responsibilities and um, I don't listen to nobody. So I can't live with nobody. That was, that's literally I, how I thought. You know, you can't tell me anything because I'm grown, but I wasn't grown, but I've, I done been through enough life and I was paying my own bills that I felt I was grown enough. Right. And so, um, when I thought like that and I ended up leaving school, I thought I could just go out here, get a certificate, be further ahead for, I knew I was going to college, right? I said, I could be further ahead I don't need high school. <laughs> I said, I don't need high school. I can ed further my education, do everything that they're doing, same time, and still be probably, I felt like I would still beat out my classmates. Not trying to beat them out like that, but it was more like I was thinking like, I don't have to finish school here to surpass and get to the educational area I need to be. This is, I don't have to do that. And I did. I literally didn't do that. I literally got my GED certificate, went to college, and now I have two uh, undergrad in finance and a master's degree in business. So it's kind of like, yeah, <laughs> I get it. When you get to a point where you're like, I don't need high school anymore, because I literally was in eleventh grade when I second semester when I decided that. Um, and do I wish I would have had the whole experience? Yeah, I guess I could have had the, I, I don't wish I could have had the whole experience. I guess the whole experience really wasn't for me. I didn't do, I never did a prom. I, I didn't do, um, any of the dances because I was so 
living life on my own terms at a, such a young age, I was already pregnant at that time. So I couldn't go to the dances, couldn't go out to the parties. But life has been its, my, its own party for me. I've I've experienced so much more than a ball dance, even though I've been to ball dances. Like I, I, even though high school and middle school and all that gives you your first experiences, it doesn't stop life from continuing on, um, and you getting, if not more, or just as much experience. So when my son is like, he doesn't really want to, he's not feeling school or whatever, and he wants to do other things. And I'm like, go to school. You have to go. I sound, I internally, I sound crazy to myself. I really do. Like, I'm like, why am I pushing him to do this in the box thinking structure by the book? That's, that's not really like, you're not going to learn the 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 most from this particular point teaching you to read write and add and subtract is good now life life teaches you now now we're going to get to the spiritual side of things now we're going to break cycles now we're going to own businesses now we're going to step out like that's that's the now right and he already challenges everything school has to offer. And so it's like, and when I'm hearing, and then when you're hearing the 11th and 12th graders talk about how they know they're not going to use trig in anything that they're going to do in their future. Uh, someone wants to own a hair, you know, um, a barber shop. Somebody else wants to uh, make clothes and, do hair that's not what your chemistry teacher is teaching you but however if you find the niche that you do they if you find the ones that do like and that could be what school does as well it's just if not only you get the first time experiences right in a structure you also get and they t and they know who's gonna be you know sometimes they know who's gonna be the rebels, like I mean I was kicked out of high school I was kicked out of middle school I was kicked off the bus, <laughs> I've I've been kicked out of places right like because I'm I'm gonna do what I'm gonna go with the flow of life whatever you know, and so I'm gonna do what I wanna do, and I've had license suspended I mean. Only when I was younger, you know, I, I was more doing what I wanted to do before I was really told I was allowed to do whatever I wanted. It could have been worse, though. And I'm glad that I've got the experiences that I've gotten. But anyhow, back to school. So it's hard for me to keep trying to justify the importance of him getting his education, the importance of being there on time. Because when I try to justify it, I justify it by like, you're going to get a job and you're going to want to be there. But it's not, it's bigger than that. It's be bigger than, and we got to think ma more massive. It's not just you getting a job. It's you having the structure that's going to bring room for you to have other things in your life. And so when you learn the importance of, and I'm trying to justify it myself. Learning the importance of time. First of all, time 
is con is constant, right? So time is constant. So what are you going to do in the time that you're given? And yeah, don't stress on, you know, being somewhere on time, except unless people are counting on you, you know, you, I feel like if someone's counting on you to be there, then you should be there. But then if you compare it to biblical times where Mary and Martha wanted Jesus to hurry up and get there because of Lazarus, right? They wanted, he was like, he did it his own time. They was like, look at like, if you would have did this, like what I said, like you be here at this time, at this time, we're like, you know, to be all this, like, this is what you're supposed to do. You have to do this. And then just to for it to turn around and flip and Jesus is like, yeah, I'm here now. Lazarus awake or, you know, and the thing about the reason I'm using that as an example is because if that doesn't show you that we should not possibly we have been programmed to be all on this like particular time, time has to be you know, used up doing this, that, that, that is so robotic. That is so not, I mean, it's structure, but it's not the intent. Things happen in perfect timing when you more so when you go with the flow of life. And, um, because we can't just like, this is a worker type of mentality, like worker type of environment. People are using their time to, you know, trying to structure their time around what they see valuable, where it's like for me, for my son, it's the school. I'm like, other than that, you're not going to be doing anything that's valuable to me. But otherwise, it's teaching him how to be punctual, how to be there, you know, how to be in civilization. And for that, I guess it would be good. But then there, I feel like there's going to be a day and age where. All that is really minute. None of it really matters. But kids are very starting to question it all, and I get it. And I and I have to come up with a way where I'm not conveying the message as a person that's trying to justify the programming that's been going forth since school has been implemented, or you know, like. I, I'm trying to to understand how to communicate and allow these children and the teens to understand what the importance of why they're doing what they're doing. But for me, because I am awakened, it's kind of hard for me to even see the point in why they're doing what they're doing. So it's kind of like I can't argue a point with these children, these young adults. I can't argue a point against how they're thinking because how they're thinking is on point <laughs> and it's and I'm not a I'm not I'm so open-minded to the to everything that's transitioning that it's hard for me to like keep I feel like false when I keep in reputation you know re uh, repetition repeating the fact that you know this is important because this is important because well no honestly to be honest it's not but because of the way our society is built 
we gotta keep we gotta do this but i can't say that to them because we say well i say that to the teens but it's hard to say that to someone that's like not really wanting to do it anyway because when you say that to someone's not wanting they're like justified like okay well yeah i'm not doing this <laughs> and and so then it's like okay well you want a job someday and then you're then I'm stooping down to a lower because I don't want my kids to be job workers, workers that um, have to strive off this job where they my daughter's like, I got to get money. I need money. I'm like, why? Let's talk about it. What makes you feel like you need money? Because if you have the mindset of always needing money, then you're always going to need money because your mindset is stuck on needing money. So let's get to a mindset where you're thinking abundance. I, you're, you are abundant. You have abundance. You got money. You got every, you got what you need. You're well taken care of. You're, and it flows to you easily. You don't have to always work. Like let's start thinking higher, higher, and higher. And so when I broke it down to her like that, I know that she's getting habit. I was like, where's this coming from? Let's get to where this is coming from. Let's, let's see why things are progressing the way it is with you young people. And y'all feeling like y'all got to chase the bag. You got to always get money or people got lives are, you know, easy to take in, in, you know, not get really caring about school and not really caring like what is it that's giving you all these notions well for one they get this notion a lot of times that's a loud car but hopefully you know they get to point a to point b so that's good but they you get these notions where you know none of this none of this stuff matters and where is it truly coming from? It's coming from the music they listen to. It's coming from social. It's coming from social media. It's com It's again. So, and I'm trying like, okay, I'm capitalizing. I do. I got the lashes, and but I know you know I'm purchasing these different beauty things, and. I'm loving that the young people are into it because they buy up, they're the ones buying up my lashes. I feel like I just sold most of my lashes to the 20, 22 and younger, uh, anywhere from 13 to 22 are the ones that love my lashes, love those long, luxurious, like looking like you got a tree limb on your face. Like they love that look. They it feels like they are bad. You know, you, you know, they just, you, you like just the attitude is fierce <laughs> that comes off these young ladies. Um, and, and some young men, but I, I'm excited to be going on this journey I'm excited for the things I'm learning and things that I get to expose thoughts of a black girl to. You are more than welcome to check out the website, www.thoughtsofablackgirl.com. Uh, stay tuned in. There's a lot of things going on, and I, and I keep saying that, but as long as you all are staying tuned in, the podcast will definitely be one of the first places you can get to me as far as get to know what is the ins and out and what's going on. Um, 
I kind of feel like I was a little all over the place today, but there has been so much and like when so much goes on, I'm just like giving you my thoughts. I did not or I don't organize them because I feel like whatever y'all meant to hear is what y'all meant to hear. And if you're listening, then it's meant for you. And that's kind of how I feel about that. And, um, and I believe I'm not going to leave this with any type of financial information uh, or any like head updates because really this whole podcast episode was talking about that. And also like what's on my mind now too, or the, for the, um, I will say, and I know that you might have already seen this, but if you've not heard or seen or know about the $25,000 tax credit that they're imp- trying, well, they will have, will implement to try to give, they, they basically are trying to allow an even playing field and you will be able to, I mean, you can try your hardest to capitalize off of this, um, of off this time you know definitely wise investment definitely it's very lucrative so if you're um business minded business savvy get to it um if you're trying to buy a house really at the in these times everybody should be able to own some real estate i say that without having purchased mine as of yet but that's because there's something i'm envisioning and it has to come to pass how it needs to come to pass and in perfect timing everything will work together so i'm that's kind of how i'm believing for the real estate that's in um in my life or that will soon to be um but at the same time invest you know use these stimulus wisely like you know it's okay that the economy is really opening you take your vacation or whatever but also be wise and know that this is a perfect time to invest 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 uh invest S&P to the S&P index market invest into um if you're trying to buy first time home buyers you probably get a real you probably get really good i uh good deals um there's just a lot available right now so really for the wise investors for the people who are using their money and putting their money where their mouth is and really actually um taking this time they should be able to not see you know really really thrive really thrive after this um if you survive this these these seasons and you capitalize i mean millionaires are made in depressions and um, recessions and things like that so I'm hoping you all especially if you're listening to this podcast you're looking to expand your mind you're looking to grow you're looking to think outside the box you're looking to not just grow financially but mentally physically spiritually like if you're on that path then I see nothing but success and riches and wealth in your life and um I again I thank you for listening. Thank you for take, taking time to tune into Thoughts of a Black Girl. Again, if you want to reach out to me, I have several ways you can do that. You can do that on Facebook. 
uh, Thoughts of a Black Girl. You can go to thoughtsofablackgirl.com. There's an inquiry uh, you can fill out to and submit to um, us. There is an email. You can always email me, T-O-A-B-G-I-N-C at gmail.com. You can always drop in, you know, um, any thoughts of a black girl on Instagram, any of the um, instant direct messages, you can uh, contact us that way. You can, I mean, there's just a a million ways to, if you need personalization to expanding your business or your health and wellness in your life as far as spirituality goes, anything like that, um, I am here for you. And I definitely, and and those that work with Thoughts of a Black Girl are here for you. And if you have a teen youth, like that's definitely a passion. Um, Please stay tuned for the things that we have going forth for the youth. And if you're out of um, the state of Indiana and unable to um, reach me or reach, you know, have your youth impacted or there's still always the podcast, there's always YouTube and there will be um, ways you can go on the website and schedule consultations right there and there will be workshops coming in the future for youth that will be available through Zoom. Excuse me through Zoom and things of that nature. So uh, there will definitely be um, the availability and the access no matter where you are in the world. So we definitely are looking to change the world here. And uh, again, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, God bless you and peace be with you.